Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales. These are the adventures of The Rookies, a curated actual play of the tabletop role-playing game Masks, a new generation from Magpie Publishing. Previously on Tavern Tales, the mechanical spiders are still defeated. The group is exhausted and have gone their separate ways. This episode is a call from Terry Chase to George and X-Pay at the base. I'll sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. with another recounting of the hits of the rookie of the superhero group at the time known as the rookies. Our heroes had fought an incredibly anticlimactic battle against a group of preschoolers (laughs) remotely controlling dangerous slashing robotic spiders. Arachnids. And after surveying the mess that they had created and the unconscious bodies of the kids, our heroes had headed home, each going their separate ways, with Adora returning home to confront her mother, and Salarian heading home himself to see if he could get out of continuing to be grounded. (laughs) So this is a very special episode of Masks, the Rookies. From Tavern Tales. From Vern Tales, if I didn't say his name. Did I say Vern Tales? I'm Vern Tales. I'm Vern Tales. And this episode, as offered by Marie Claire, actually doesn't have a cover panel for the adventure. Because I just have the two players with me today. So this is actually one of those hidden gems that you would normally find in like an annual or in a university introductory panel on the back pages or whatever of a yearbook or a syllabi. You know, when you you first go into your freshman year at university, there's uh, sometimes there's a paid for comic that has, you know, information about now you've joined Ryerson. Here's what you'll find. Like, and then there's characters that are at Ryerson. And sometimes they're oh, like I, actual I superheroes. Know, I know what you're throwing down. Yeah. For the more educated, ladies and gentlemen, this is known as a filler episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, there's definitely nothing filler about this. In fact, it actually should have been in the regular issues of the the line was it cut for time or for, no it just for space <laughs> for time <laughs> yeah no it wasn't left on the editing room floor oh, okay. they just put it in there as incentive for people to get it so yeah. it's either like you got to go out of your way to get this yearbook or freshman packet thing or for you know for the ultimate collectors sort of thing or this could have been in an annual like back in the 90s there was a bunch of novels that came out that actually just had short stories from a bunch of famous authors in it yes and i feel like maybe this is just like that there's a 
a short segue. This even could be an advertisement for Verizon or some sort of telecoms company because the <laughs> the contents of this is a phone call. Yes. Yeah. I I always thought that this is going to be a like a mini comic and some side of another comic. So like an annual edition edition of like the publisher, like Marvel has free comic day. And it's right. like one of the comics that's oh, I inside love that. of free the comic day, free comic day, nice. where they have the Marvel free comic that comes out and it has like little adventures that are outside or or in between yeah. things. And it kind of just shows more in the world of any other media. This would be a webisode. Yes. And <laughs> nowadays, especially the color here is a phone call. And so there isn't a lot of graphic intensity of this. There's a lot of, you know, a nice drawing of Adora laying on her bed, talking on the phone. I think you could still describe stuff, though. Yes. So please do. (laughs) And there will be art. Yeah. But there isn't a lot of action. So there won't be these big pull out pages or two page spreads with you know explosions and violent lasers and uh, children going unconscious things like that we're gonna start with aaron why don't you introduce yourself and where your character is right now it has been a couple of hours we've had the scene with your dad already even though we haven't you know we as players and people around the table haven't had that scene yet but we're gonna start with the conversation post that post. So my name's Aaron, and I am playing Solarian, the Nova. Uh, right now, Solarian is back in his room since being grounded. For some reason, he is still sent to his room, <laughs> lacking all of his powers and feeling pretty down on himself right now. Feeling Aww. quite, feeling quite helpless. No way. Feeling quite insecure and angry that he wasn't able to do more in the last fight. Fair. However, I will say this. It's the start of the session. I'm going to add a team to the pool, which now gives you one team for all of you. And you may clear a condition of your choosing. I'm going to remove angry. There we go. Still feeling insecure. Not so angry. We'll get to that and why that's the case in a bit. What's your room look like again? I want to describe a bit of it for us so we can set the scene. It's a standard human style room. Bookcase dresser this little side table's got an alarm clock on it bed is made which is very unlike myself in real life yeah nothing nothing too nothing too special about it so is it too perfect is that why you say it's a standard human style bedroom it's not that it's perfect there's just nothing that really jumps out about it it's very plain huh and where's the cool stuff the stuff that solarian likes the most where is it tucked away that's in his astral bedroom oh okay (laughs) That's so cool. I love that. Well, we'll get more to that later. You're currently in your physical bedroom. There you go. Yeah, your phone rings, but it doesn't ring a standard ringtone. Soli, baby. <laughs> what? Okay. Soli, baby. It's like a person trying to talk to me and get my attention. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like that. Hello? Yeah, it's been a while since you decided to try to talk to me, Soli. What's going on? Um, Nothing. I'm on Earth in Halcyon City. Who is this? It's me. It, it's Stamos. Like, wh- you got a phone call coming in, but we ain't talked in forever. All <laughs> oh, right, your AI. <laughs> yeah, my AI. <laughs> I forgot. You're like my ex-wife, Rebecca Romaine, on a uh, solo vacation. Hard to get in touch with. I assume that's a reference to something that I'm not too familiar with. But in any case, what 
what what can I do for you? No, it's what I can do for you. Like that's what I'm here for now, right? Like I am your personal AI ever since you killed me. Sorry about that again. Yeah, you see, I don't seem to care because I'm an AI now, so don't have feelings. Anyway, you've got a call coming in. All right. I guess put it through. You betcha. And hey, don't you. Don't. Don't, don't you. I won't forget about you. That's right. Forget about me. And off Stamos goes. (laughs) Yeah, that happened. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) You pop your screen suddenly transforms in front of you from the black and then the, the, the voice lines of Stamos to an image so setting the scene for Adora's room. Sure. Well, we can maybe see the camera is backwards then. Yeah. It's like the view from the phone. The to front me. of the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And me. so we see the room. Yeah. And just as a reminder, uh, there's a bunch of like old school 80s and early 90s rock music, alternative uh, posters on the walls covering up rainbow unicorn wallpaper. There's something new. It is that she has either out of boredom or frustration, drawn on top of the unicorn wallpaper to make them look like goth unicorns. Right. And we only know it's boredom or frustration because the Reddit thread on what's going on in the comic has somebody's highlighted this picture, put it on the top of a thread and said, what's going on here? Why did Adora do this? And then there's a bunch (laughs) of super nerds having a massive debate about the reasoning for why this change in the bedroom of adora smith i assume it is the fact that she has never been so overwhelmed by conditions before possibly yeah so that is a way to show change sure yeah anger hopelessness afraid insecure wow so we see this bedroom and this Mm -hmm. subtle change to it on the other side of the, the panel here this is zoom in because it's initially just the camera phone or it's a it's just the phone display of Solarian. Yeah. Um, the panel comes in. We see this room and we hear the words. Hey, how are you? I tried texting you a bunch of times. Do you know what Adora Smith's room looks like, Solarian? No, I don't think I do. Oh, no, wait. Did I see it? No, I might have seen. No, I haven't seen it. So do you know who's calling you? I recognize the voice. Yes. So so am I just seeing the room? You're just seeing the room. Oh. Adora? Are, are you there? I see a wall with unicorns on it, but I don't see you. <laughs> oh, shit. And she flips the turnaround camera phone. So it's actually facing her. She didn't realize like it wasn't. It was like, okay, so uh, sometimes our kids, Kyle, call people and literally the camera is on, but it's like facing a wall. Right. They never really like like pick Switch it up it. Yeah. or pick it up correctly. It's like facing the inside of their wall bedroom wall and they don't. They're just trying to talk to somebody instead of they they voice called them. So she picks it up really quick, like frantic and goes, oh, uh, sorry about that. Um, Hey, how are you? So we can see Adora Smith's face. Yeah. And at the start of the session, you may remove a condition of your choosing. The only reason she was able to call Solarian was because she is now unafraid. So what currently conditions do you currently have that Solarian can see writ large upon your face? Yeah, I would say that Adora is a little shyer in her tone and she has accidentally smudged some of the black ink that she was using to draw on the unicorns across her face just like 
wiping away something. She got some Sharpie or something like that on her hand. So she has like a black mark across her face and just a furrowed brow expressing her frustration. Perfect. Hey, uh, I was worried about you. Y- yes, I, I, I appreciate the gesture. It was a less than favorable outcome in that skirmish we had today. Not just that. You seem to be really, really struggling with the loss of your powers. They're all I really have. They're all I've ever had. I don't think that's true. It might seem different on the outside, but for me and who I've always been, not having them has been quite a humanizing experience as it would be. I suppose that makes sense. I guess it would be much like anyone sort of losing how they previously defined themselves and having to rediscover who they are from that new perspective. I don't know. It's difficult, I know. But we survive, and I appreciate you reaching out. You have um, something on your face, a black streak. She drops the phone and it turns to a new angle which you see the window, which has like, because she lives in a standard kind of apartment, old school apartment with like the stairwell escape ladder. So you see the window and it's like, you know, the posters that are all surrounding everything. She's like, oh no, ah. And she likes trying to like wipe off her face. You hear movement in the background. Sorry. It's all right. I just would feel bad if you left the house and you had this marking on your face. What were you doing? I just... Drawing on the unicorns on the wall. Did they offend you in some way? Uh, no, but like they come from a time before I had my powers, before what happened to me happened, and uh, my mom put them up. And I just didn't want them to be that anymore. Hmm. A representation of your mother caring for you. Must be nice. Adora scrambles to pick up the phone. The, the ink smudge, because it's marker, is like very not taken care of at all it's like just a little bit smudged because she tried to like rub it off or whatever and it's just the skin is now a little pink because it's her strength against her own strength and skin and uh you know she's wearing her standard like hot pink headphones around her neck and she's like so your parents really don't care about you they show affection in different ways there's not really conventional it's a fancy way of saying, not really. Maybe it's different on your home planets? Mm. Perhaps grounding you is their way of trying to show you a different perspective. I hate saying that. I don't really even believe that, but I, I'm just trying to comfort you. No, I appreciate it. It's, it can be difficult for some to comprehend the differences between our worlds. I'd like to know more. Well, I wish the conversation with my father would have gone a bit differently today, but where to begin? (laughs) We see a panel of Salarian getting home, walking, trudging, opening the door with his own fleshy hands, closing said door behind him. And his father is in the kitchen this time. He's no longer in his den of dens, which is literally multiple dens. And he is making something crazy at the kitchen it it involves like thermonuclear reactor fission related stuff as it glows in an unearthly light and there's like strands of what looks like maybe dna right large scale dna that's being interwoven and bound together in the helix sort of thing and he sees you as you enter the kitchen 
Salarian, and he says, Ah, Salarian, I am just making spaghetti. Would you like some? (laughs) I suppose I could grab a bite to eat now that I'm more humanized. Ah, yes. Well, you are grounded. Would you like earthly meatballs with your spaghetti? What are the alternatives? Not earthly meatballs. I'm curious to see what your interpretation of earth meatballs would be. Oh, I believe these ones are specifically Italian meatballs. They were bought on whim by your mother at the supermarket. We also have Swedish meatballs and Japanese meatballs. However, I have only pulled out the Italian meatballs from the place of continued coldness. Fine. Make with it what you will. There's silence for a moment and your father says, That is not an answer to my question. Yes, I will have meatballs, father. Ugh, pedantic. And he sprinkles frozen meatballs over top of the fantastical spaghetti. It doesn't even look like it has marinara sauce. It's like Mariana's trench sauce or something. (laughs) You know, the decision you've made to ground me and remove my powers has become quite difficult to handle. Explain. I don't have any powers, father. It's all that I've got. You know this. Mother knows this. And Stella knows this. Oh, Solarian, are you a human? At this point, yes. Oh, Solarian, you disappoint me. And then we go back to the conversation that you're having uh, where he's like, my dad said. It's always fun to be called a disappointment. What have you done that's a disappointment? Who knows? Father never really explains things too well. You should have seen the meal he made. What did he make you for food? (laughs) I don't even really know what you eat. You always sort of have this, like, what looks like a cardboard sandwich for lunch. (laughs) Well, I assume you're familiar with the human food known as spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, I make a pretty decent one if I do say so myself. Well, imagine the spaghetti noodles are instead made with strands of light and DNA with no sauce, and the meatballs are prepackaged still completely frozen. It's like eating Neptune. (laughs) It's a popular analogy where I come from. I guess it doesn't have the same effect here. Is it cold? Very cold. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) He's out of my league. (laughs) Says under her breath. (laughs) He doesn't have super hearing right now. (laughs) Uh, That's disappointing of itself. Were you wanting spaghetti? I just wanted to talk to the man, see if I could find out why he did what he did taking away your powers but why yeah the logic of taking away your powers kind of always confused me too because how 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 do you show your superior to all humans if you're not able to be you're quite right he's treating it like a toy that i wasn't playing with correctly and i apparently can't get it back until i learn how to play with it correctly i really hate that when that happens i had a teacher who did that to me once My mom, on the other hand, just confused me more. Care to elaborate? Yeah, so I got home. And we see the door slam and the hinges pop on the door as Adora gets home. There is mud on her boots. She kicks them off. Are you still angry? Or are you, you were I angry. was angry at that so time. So you're angry at the time. So you kick I'm your boots angry, off. I'm still angry, yeah. Yeah. And the panel shows the kicking of the boots off and we see an open doorway and a, th- a word bubble comes out and it's it says, Adora, is that you? Yeah, it's me. I'm just in the kitchen. I'm making spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> Ugh, I love spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> I know. Do you want to talk or wait till dinner? Yeah, I want to talk. But, but 
Why were you on the screen? What do you mean? You, you're you involved with the camp that made me. I know it. I saw the evidence. What evidence? In the daycare. I did a search of your iPhone today, young lady, and I would like to know more about where you were because you were not where I was expecting you to be. We had that conversation. Here, can you just garlic butter the French bread so we can have some garlic toast with our spaghetti and meatballs? Fine. And she goes over to the drawer and grabs out a a knife to do the garlic butter, but then like slams the door of the drawer. A little bit too hard. It rattles everything inside. Your mom says, why do you have a large kitchen knife and not... Oops. And she opens it up again. You got a big cleaver in your hand. She opens it up again, puts it back, and grabs a butter knife. Perfect. Because, I don't know. Okay, but like, you know, I almost died tonight, and I know you're involved with Camp Off the Books. You are tough and strong. I am certain there's nothing out there that can take you out. So you're relying on that? We've talked at length about this, Adora. I'm comfortable with you working through whatever this is as a superhero, because... I know that you are safe and you are strong. Was that the purpose of this whole thing? That you wanted me to be always safe and strong? Well, I'm going to tell you, Susan. Excuse me? I am emotionally very weak right now. (laughs) And I am your mother. And do not like being spoken to in this way. Okay, I didn't understand any of that. Why don't you go to your room and when you've had an opportunity to calm down, we can continue this discussion further. I don't want to be here anyways and have your stupid spaghetti. Uh, Your mom was chopping cilantro (laughs) at the time and she puts the knife down and she walks over to you and puts her hand on your shoulder and says, you seem out of sorts. (laughs) What happened? You don't have Sorry. Uh, she tries again after uh, taking a few like very panicky type breaths to get that out of her. And she's like, I just I saw you on the screen. There's like snot from her <laughs> nose. She's been crying so hard. You're literally looking at the iris picture. Yeah. It was some sort of flower. It was a flower. A- amaryllis five amaryllis? petal amaryllis amaryllis yes so the picture with the five petal flower is literally over your mom's shoulder as she's put her hand on your shoulder i'm gonna uh kind of gently push her to the side what wait what are you and doing grab the flower painting off the wall and rip it off yes as you rip it off there's a cable that comes with it out of the wall can you explain this yes that's a beautiful picture of a flower. The cable. There you've been you've been you've been on camera. People are secretly observing our house. What? Right? Adora looks like confused at the confused expression that her mom gives her. <laughs> right? Isn't it concerning to you that people are secretly spying on us? Yeah, sure. Let's let's up the ante a little bit here. When you pull it out, you pull this cable through the wall, and then there's like a pack and some sort of computer component that comes bursting through the wall as well. I just wrecked the wall of our apartment. Oh no. 
damage deposit. What are you doing? Just, I... We've been put under surveillance by an evil organization that tried to kill me tonight. I just, I'm very worried for our safety. What evil organization? Camp, work off the books, I think. Oh, no, no, honey. That organization was made defunct and b- torn down years ago after we rescued you and pulled you out. I'm even more confused now than I thought I would be. Well, I think somebody still has their files or their data and is using it for nefarious purposes or has set them up as a new organization. And they're spying on us? Yes. Look at the cable and the camera. I am, honey. Self-evident. Self-evident. She just like puts the her hands pointing to the, th- to the painting in her hand with the cable. This is evidence. Look. Yes. Yes, it is. You what should we do? You don't believe me? I, I just agreed with you and asked what we should do. Of course, I believe you, Adora. I'm not certain it's Camp Org off the books and or, or how you came to that radical leap of logic, but... Heather Tarion. Who? A lady at the tot shop. The quizzical expression on your mom's face. I can't explain it right now. It's like angry tears right now. Like just starts crying again. Doing the the very annoying crying noise. What are your four conditions? I, I got rid of afraid. Angry, hopeless, insecure, and afraid. Okay. I believe I am playing all of those. Hopeless and insecure for sure. And angry, because women sometimes when they're angry cry yeah you definitely don't seem particularly angry at this point but that is but you're getting rid of afraid soon okay so all right you break down into tears again let's go back to the phone call i'm so frustrated how she speaks to me belittles me guess i really have no value there's clear value there although i do have to sympathize with you it seems like she's hiding something the fact that she didn't seem all that concerned or worried about the camera in your kitchen is alarming to me. It was, and that's why I said... And we have the panel back quickly, flashing back to Adora and her mother, and Adora has slammed the painting and the uh, cable and the computer piece down onto the island and accidentally hit the big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs that was all prepared. It was looking great. Your mom was shaving Parmesan cheese and sprinkling cilantro on top, just how you like it. And cilantro, gross, (laughs) but Adora loves it. (laughs) And the bowl of spaghetti gets knocked over and spills spaghetti everywhere. And Adora shouts, I'm this fragile, truthfully, no matter how strong I am, I can't necessarily be as strong as I'm going to, what? I'm going to make a mess of things just like this always. It's okay, honey. We'll clean it up together. <laughs> so she's going to go grab towels from the closet in the in the closet and bring them and throw them down on the ground on top of the spaghetti, making it worse. Those are the good guest <laughs> towels. <laughs> and just say like, what I, are you doing? I know you know more than what you're saying you know, and it's making me so pissed off i don't care if i ruin the guest towels you know more than you're saying you always pretend like i'm stupid you think i'm stupid and i'm not no i never said that i don't think that at all honey what's gotten into you either you're behind this or you're hiding somebody who is behind what what happened to me 
And the evil organizations that are constantly attacking this city are connected to it. Oh, I think you're seeing things that just aren't there. Stop gaslighting me. (laughs) I'm not a stupid teenager. I may be an emotional one, but it's only because I care so much about those around me. You are a brilliant, smart, beautiful teenager. I love and value and respect you. You are so capable, Adora. Then stop lying to me because I know that you're involved in this. You knew about the camera and you knew about these other organizations. And yeah, sure. Camp Org off the books is like not around anymore. Then why are they still around? All right. Pierce the mask. Me? Yep. Yeah. All right. Good. I am not very mundane right now. No. It gets to six because I'm a minus one on mundane. Well, there is one team in the pool. Yes. Would you like to spend the one team in the pool selfishly? Yes. In order to succeed? Yes. I need to know this for my character development. (laughs) Team members can also act selfishly. And when you act selfishly, you say how your actions ignore or insult your teammates and remove one team from the pool and shift one label up and one label down of your choice. You can use this option after rolling to alter the label you're rolling with. So I have to change my mundane. So I succeed. No, you're going to get a plus one on the check. Oh. as And if you had a five, you could change your, add your mundane and then get to a oh, seven. Oh, I could also. Way. Okay. So. Yes. You're acting selfishly. That's going to come out in your conversation with the only other player at the table. Of Yay. Course. Sorry. Unfortunate. And we'll get to that. So that, that'll be the repercussion there. You've succeeded. What's the question you would like to ask your mom on Pierce the Mask? What are you really planning so the scene gets hot and heavy. Take a powerful blow. <sighs> Between you and your mom. Yeah. Your mom tries to comfort you. And it is through the attempts to comfort you that she lets it slip. She says, I've always worked for Camp Orgoff the books. <gasps> the general has big plans. And I'm just trying to keep you safe and be the best mom I was hired to be. No! <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I sort of did. I was scared that that was where it was going to go. That I wasn't actually, that either my memories were faked or I've been genetically programmed from a young age or All right, this is something funny. like that. I'm cutting all that. Yeah. In the moment. Back to the conversation. Sure. She's revealed that. She's not my real mother. <laughs> And she just starts crying. I don't really know what to say. That must have been terrible for you, finding out this information about the mother. And because I'm on video chat, I can air quote. And you can see that. Yes, excellent. Yeah, she's like genuinely sharing with Solarian. And she's like, and worse than that, I think she works for the general and is just... Did she ever really care about me? Has all of this been fake this whole time? Does that mean I don't really know who I even am anymore? It is unfortunate, but soul searching is never a bad thing. Discovering oneself is quite liberating. You'll find your way. Hopefully not back to this camp because it doesn't seem like it's a good place. That's true. Burned it down. Just like in V for Vendetta. Solarian, why can't you also take your own advice and just see deep inside your own awesomeness too? <laughs> it's it's much more complicated for me. Being a 
celestial being. You don't really know what it's like not to have celestial powers. Not to say that you not having my powers makes you any less, but my father really didn't help answer my questions that I had. What did your dad say? He started by saying, Well, son, you're not lesser. You need to look inside of you and recognize your true strengths. And what might those true strengths be? You're not human. I certainly feel human, father. Ugh, you feel the trappings of their mortal existence. Are you not still Solarian? Have you still not all of Solarian's experiences, memories, prodigious intellect? But the power is all that I've had. Having vast knowledge and experiences help, but only to a certain extent. Yes, my son. And you seem to be so good with your powers at not blowing everything up and rendering yourself unconscious and allowing your team of pathetic human weaklings to save the day they're not all pathetic i care about them to an extent is that not a human emotion that you wish for Uh, me to feel no however you are rephrasing and reframing the argument son the problem is not these pathetic individuals you've surrounded yourself with. The problem is not even that you have undertaken some strange desire to immerse yourself in their world. The problem is that you yourself are taking to emulating them to the extent that you are no longer you. Clarify something for me, Father. Yes. What's so bad about trying to emulate the people that we are amongst? Well, you continue to fail at it. In your eyes, maybe. But in my eyes, I'm understanding how the humans interact and live in this world. But you are not human. Then why must you make me feel like I'm human? Ah, And did you truly feel like you were human the whole time? I felt utterly useless because of your childish games. Solarian, you are a combinatrix of my genetics as well as your mother's, imbued with the cosmic essence that makes our race what it is. And yet, you continue to fail. Is failure such a bad thing? Well, you don't seem to grow from it. And when your abilities are locked up due to your being grounded, tell me, were you able to rise above your pathetic current state? I faltered, father. Is that what you wish to hear? That brings sorrow to my heart. So you're saying when you were my celestial age, you didn't fail at all? You were the perfect little boy who knew how to manage his powers flawlessly. Why is this about me? You seem to be trying to impart some sort of past wisdom on me. Oh no, this is simply me delegating repercussions unto you for the actions you have taken. I don't understand this punishment. So you took the bus, did you not? I did. And walked with the huddled masses. Sweaty huddled masses. Oh, yes. The sweaty huddled masses. I did. And you met your friends. You make them sound like they're a bad thing. And then I saw a great deal of trauma and umbrage and terrible police interactions on camera that you were not part of because you were on the bus. 
but I am to hear that a daycare has been broken down for having transitioned juvenile humans into controlling bladed dog-sized arachnids, and you were part of that. To an extent, yes. What do you mean, to an extent? Without any of my powers, father, I could do nothing. So you just stood there while your comrades did everything? I tried to defend them. Oh, were you successful? I was somewhat successful. Not by normal means, but my heart was in the right place. <laughs> well, one of them at least. The other one, we don't talk about the other one. Solarian, <laughs> you are more than the sum of your powers. But my powers are all I've ever known. Yes, and it is a weakness and a crutch. Do you recognize this? Reluctantly, I do. If you do not learn to control your emotions while channeling your abilities, you will continue to create untold devastation everywhere you go. You didn't seem all that upset when Stella made those three black holes that one time. Well... She had intended to create three black holes at one time, and it did end up, but perhaps I shall revisit that. It does not sound as though you passed out, blacked out, or ran away from the conflict you were involved in with these robot spiders. No, I was still there, in, albeit limited capacity. Oh, your dad, like, slams his hand down on the table and the whole table, like flickers in and out like that like it was it's like an hologram sort of thing yeah. and and he says solarian your limited capacity still outstrips the capacity of any of these pedantic humans i guess it's time that i need to understand yes it is and he is trying to shift your labels he's trying to tell you that you are superior and not mundane i shall accept that all right all right shift your labels Aw, daddy thinks you're cool. In a really like mean way. Supremist, yeah. terrible way. <laughs> Compare this to Invincible a lot in my mind. Hmm. Omni Man. We started playing this before I even knew about Invincible. I know. Which is funny and dark. All right, what do you do next? He's shifted your labels. What do you say when you agree? While frustrating, I can see the point you're trying to get across. Good. Let us now eat these horrendous meatballs with this elegant spaghetti. You didn't cook the meatballs, Father. Why would we need that? <sighs> Never mind. Ugh, what a human thing to do. And we'll go back to the conversation. So I guess, in a way, I've got some learning and understanding to do. I'm sorry I couldn't help you more, Adora. I honestly thought that you were going to stay and fight regardless. In the heat of battle, decisions were made that adversely affected those around. I tried, but it's the first time in millennia that I've lost my power. So you can forgive me if I didn't understand what I was really doing. Seeing you so broken, Solarian made me realize how much I like you as a flawed person. I thank you. Yes, I would appear at this moment to be quite broken. But that being said, how much closer I've been able to get to you, I want you to become the version of yourself that you want to be. And so if that's somebody that I can never touch or get close to, that's what I want for you so that I'll finally know that you can be happy. Roll to comfort your friend. Since I'm rolling against my love, I get to mark potential if I get a hit. So that's cool. Okay. Okay. 
So that is a seven. Woohoo! Really? Yeah. Cool. And you're not minus two on any of your conditions? No. <laughs> Wait, yes, X. I am. Should, oh, you are. Should I am? I am. That's not a success. I didn't get rid of angry, although I probably should have. I just didn't think that I would call him if I was afraid to call him. Ah. So I didn't succeed. All right. Because I don't have a plus. Let me just confirm that I don't have a plus one sec. Roll plus mundane. And you're zero on mundane, I'm guessing? Yeah, now I am, yeah. Or it would have been minus three. Are you angry currently? Am I Solarian? trying to impress him? Let's just go the other way around. And Solarian, throughout this entire conversation, you've attempted to comfort the bull, Adora Smith. Why don't you roll to comfort your friend? Okay. I am not angry. I'm just insecure. Correct. So six plus two gives me eight. And that is enough to be successful at comforting your friend. So they've heard you and they may now mark potential, clear condition, or shift labels if they've opened up to you. What would you like to do there, Adora? Clear angry. You've cleared angry. Yay. And Adora, what you've just said definitely strikes me as a way to have comforted your friend Yay. How did you do on your check? I got a seven. What happens on a seven? They can mark potential, clear condition. Right, the normal sure. ones, but yes. you're a bull and this is your love. Yeah, so yeah, we both get to mark potential when they comfort me or I comfort them. What? Yeah. There you go. You both gained potential. Can I mark two potential because she comforted me? Yes. Exactly. Holy crap, I finally did it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yay. And did you mark potential twice? Yeah. Which means... I, I just completed another potential track. Exactly. Yay. For the second time, right? Third. For the third time? I oh, fail you, a lot. You didn't need this. I fail a lot. <laughs> you didn't need this the same way Solarian needed this. That's true. I needed this badly. <laughs> well, that's not what I read it to say where you both get to mark potential, but I'm okay with the result there. Mostly because Solarian is so far behind. <laughs> I roll too good. You don't roll enough is really what happens. That you, is true. You tend to not roll a ton in the game sessions. Second part. Solarian, I'm feeling so much better. Thank you for being there for me. I need your help. And I appreciate you calling me to it helped. But uh, what can I do for you? I need a place to stay. <laughs> um, I suppose I could ask. And we'll end the session there. Includes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated masks, a new generation game set in the superhero teenage world of Halcyon City. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at Bad Billy Band. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure.